Lee quickly hopped onto the orange-yellow school bus and looked around for an empty seat. Lee lived somewhat far away from his school, so there is thankfully only 12 people who rode his school bus. Even though the quantity of people was small, the quantity of empty seats was large. At first, you'd think the bus is empty until someone gets on to the bus and everyone pokes their heads out. But for Lee, no one did any head poking, ever. You'd think that Lee would be slightly disappointed that no one really cared that he was getting on the bus, but he actually enjoyed the feeling of seeming invisible. Lee took the first empty seat, not wanting to slow the bus ride, and they were on their way. He popped his earbuds in and was surrounded by a world of sound, and he closed his eyes and he thought back to many years ago. He recollected his first day in the education system eight years ago, the first day of kindergarten. This memory was painfully carved into Lee's mind, and this was the day where his anxiety monster woke up, and since that day, this monster has never rested. Lee stood with his mother on the edge of his driveway. Apparently, a bus was going to take him to school. He heard an odd screeching noise mixed with a teaspoon of rumbling and booming, and he squeezed his mom's hand tighter. A huge bus stopped in front of his house, making an unpleasant screech noise as it halted to a stop. Lee looked at his mom, and she looked back and simultaneously gave a warm smile that comforted him. Lee took a deep breath and boarded onto the bus. When he sat down, an unfamiliar sensation greeted him. It felt as if his stomach was trying to float up out of his chest, and his heart and lungs were tingly as well. The song came to an end, and so did the bus ride. Lee quickly gathered his things and was the third person off of the bus. The school building ominously stood in front of him, casting a shadow across the school parking lot. As Lee walked to the third floor of the school, where all of the 8th grade classrooms were located, he pulled out his schedule to see where his classes were. Okay, Mrs. Prima, room 63. I heard some rumors that she is strict and she gives a lot of homework. I hope that isn't true, Lee thought. He already felt the nervousness waking up again, so he tried thinking comforting thoughts of beaches and summer break to soothe his anxiousness. And there he stood, at his locker, doing this routine for the eighth time. He felt as if he was on a highway he was forced into, and he wasn't allowed out anytime soon. The more items he piled into his arms, the more the weight in his chest increased. The day passed at a steady rate, and nothing eventful happened. It was a boring day. Lee's energy matched the energy of the day, not much, and it decreased at a steady rate. Lee was back home again, and he walked into his house and casually tossed his bag into his room. His mom wouldn't be home until about 6.30, so he had a good amount of time to himself. His father got home earlier, but he didn't talk to anybody much. You'd think at first that this would be an issue, but it actually was good. His father was very level-headed and worked well under stress, so when he spoke or critiqued, it was a good idea to listen. Whenever his father would quote-unquote yell at Lee, it was just a short talk under 20 words telling him not to do whatever he did again. This is how the afternoon went. Lee would get home and quickly say hi to his dad. Usually he was working on something, cooking or watching TV silently. Lee would start walking upstairs and hear his dad reply with a quick hmm to assure that he exists and that his dad hasn't gone deaf. Lee felt lonely at times without any siblings, but he actually enjoyed the silence. Early October came quickly, and Lee was already in 7th period language arts that day. Later this month, a student would present a speech to the parents of all the students about education and teachers. So, who volunteered, said Mrs. Prama intensely. No one raised their hands, not even the class con Gerald, who would usually now slip in a joke. 
Lee secretly admired Gerald's courage to risk embarrassing himself for an unfunny joke just to make people laugh. If Lee tried this, he would stutter on the punchline and he would punch him right back. This anxiety had never left Lee alone, and Lee felt as if he was almost in a coffin, just being crushed from all of the nervousness that would always pile up on top of him. Lee would always get bad grades on presentations because he could almost never get a word out without feeling his stomach twist. So, there Lee was, in his coffin, sticking a hand out and waiting for someone to trample it. Everyone in the classroom gazed in astonishment at Lee's sudden courage, and Lee was just as surprised. Lee, are you sure this is in front of a lot of people? said Mrs. Prama. Lee interjected, yes, I'm sure, he said sternly. He was tired of sitting in this coffin. He was running out of air, and he was going to get out whether or not. Throughout the day, Lee constantly regretted and appreciated the decision he had made. Thoughts ran through his head, all delivering different letters which either read nervousness or proud. Lee attempted planning this speech in study hall, but he was already feeling uneasy, imagining the silent crowd gazing at him like a herd of lions waiting to pounce at a show of weakness. Well, he had to find peace with the lions somehow, and one of the lions was sitting to his left. Gerald himself. Lee gave him a slight nudge. Gerald! Have you done a speech before? asked Lee, as quietly as possible to not disturb the class. The classroom was dead silent, and the only noise besides pencils and keyboards clicking was their voices. Yeah, I just don't get I just don't get very good grades on them. I don't focus well, so I don't have very good information online, said Gerald. He was reading a book, but he hadn't turned the page in five minutes. He was pretending to read, as usual. Me either. I'm not in the slightest confident and get points deducted for not being clear. Lee admitted to Gerald. Lee realized he wasn't the only one who felt vulnerable at times. Even the people who consistently wear smiles secretly wear a nervous frown underneath. Same. I'm the opposite. I kind of have the facts, but when it comes to the confidence, ooh boy, I knock it out of the park, muttered Gerald, finally turning the page of the book. Lee realized how Gerald never talked about vulnerability and always seemed super confident, but really, he just wanted to fit in and make people appreciate him. As soon as Gerald finished his sentence, Lee immediately connected a puzzle piece. Their strengths and weaknesses were the opposite, so they should be able to fit together perfectly. If they could somehow work together on this project, then their speech would be absolutely impeccable. He managed to contain his excitement in the silent classroom. Gerald, do you even consider doing the speech for the school? said Lee, intensely. It was all coming together now. Yeah, but I was nervous that I'd sound kind of dumb. Gerald replied, putting away his book and then fetching his notebook from his binder while grabbing a pen along with it. And I was nervous that I would sound anxious, said Lee, also retrieving his notebook from his binder. Perhaps they had found a solution. If we worked together, we could combine our strengths and weaknesses to make a perfect puzzle. Our speeches will be perfect, continued Lee, starting to write ideas down. This feeling was new to Lee. It was like another floating sensation, but slightly different. This time it wasn't uncomfortable. It was a warm, fun sensation. He felt like he had an energy that he had never felt before. It was decided almost instantly. They threw down notes and ideas on a piece of crumpled notebook paper. Lee would write the scripts, and Gerald would do the talking. The two of them rushed up to Mrs. Prama with their paper that looked somewhat like a ransom note with all of the scattered fonts of the, both of their handwritings, and both of them were war-beaming smiles. 
Mrs. Prama, may we please work together on our school speech? Our strengths and weaknesses work together, said Gerald, exasperated. Tell me more, said Mrs. Prama, intrigued by their idea. So, Lee is afraid to speak in front of a crowd, but he's very good at writing while I'm the opposite. I'm not a very good writer, but I feel comfortable in front of large crowds of people, Gerald said quickly. Well, you've persuaded me. Go ahead, said Mrs. Prama, not even looking up from her monitor while still typing. The two added each other's contacts on their phones so they could talk about the speech outside of school. When Lee got home, he furiously got to work on speech. On the speech, he could write confidently and make the words whatever he wanted since he wasn't the one having to speak them. The songs passed on his playlist, and so did the hours. He felt like a commander, commanding his soldier, Gerald. Gerald was somewhat lucky, not having to write the speech. All he had to do was say the words. Lee couldn't say much, though, since saying the words was much harder for him than Gerald. It was almost done, just a page to go. Lee trudged through the final page. He had been waiting for almost two hours straight. His neck ached, and his legs were so stiff he decided to walk around outside for a little bit. When outside, Lee contemplated his speech. He was glad the way that it turned out. Everything was going to plan. The first week or two of school was extremely stressful, and finally he could take the weight off for a little while. The mosquitoes were deciding to bite, so he went back inside. His bed was extremely comfortable that night, and Lee slept ten hours, of which every second was crucial because of the unexpected unexpected task that awaited him. Lee awoke to his phone beeping with text messages. It was Gerald. He had strep throat and he couldn't speak today because of it. Lee immediately went into a panic attack. I cannot do this. Cancel it. I quit. Someone help. Please. He said aloud, worsening his fears, but it was too late already. The speech couldn't be canceled because Lee was nervous. It was all up to him now. If he was nervous presenting in front of his class, what would it be like presenting in front of the whole school, let alone parents on top of that? Lee threw his jeans and a polo shirt on and headed out of the door, hustling to get to the bus. He wanted the day to be over with already. The adrenaline gave him a kick of energy and made people, gave, made people give him some strange looks on the bus. As the bus screeched to a stop, Lee was already at the door. He hopped out and ran into school. He put his bag in his locker and found his script. The speech was the first event of the day. He made his way to the auditorium. The hallway seemed endless, the walls mono-yellow and the floors a cold white tile. As he walked, he could hear his click, the click of his shoes and the heartbeat in his head. His palms were clammy and he started to get tunnel vision from all of the adrenaline. Lee found his way backstage and saw the principal waiting for him. Lee, are you ready? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm ready, said Lee, forcing on a smile. Lee could hear the roar of hundreds of students and parents piling into the room seats. He took his place in front of the microphone, and the curtains peeled back, fluidly. Everyone went dead silent, except for Lee's class, who had already started clapping and cheering him on, just for his bravery. Lee took a deep breath and began... The speech was already finished. It had gone by so quickly that Lee had barely remembered it even happening. He entered a state where his words were the only thing in the room that he noticed. As he concluded his final sentence, the clapping and cheering from the crowd made him feel so happy and proud that he could do the speech ten times over just to do that again. As the principal took the microphone and Lee headed backstage, it occurred to him how much he had grown since the beginning of school. He went from not being able to answer questions 
to absolutely killing a speech in front of the whole school, seemingly without effort. Out of nowhere, a figure came from the darkness and gave Lee the firmest pat on the back he had ever felt. It was Gerald. How was he there? Apparently he was homesick from strap throat. Gerald spoke without any rasp from a sore throat and simply said, Awesome job. This was the first time Lee had heard this in years. I thought you were sick, said Lee, shocked by what seemed to be a sabotage to torture him with anxiety. Dude, the only sick thing here is your speech, said Gerald, smiling. I knew you could do it. Just without, just with the right amount of pressure, I broke you out of your shell, continued Gerald. Gerald walked with Lee down the yellow halls. The only noise was their footsteps and the buzzing of the lights overhead. Their lockers were on different sides of the school from each other, so Gerald gave Lee one last smile and headed to his locker. The sun was peeking through the windows, giving Lee an odd feeling of peace. School had never felt this calm before. Usually Lee would be worrying about a missing paper or assignment, but now he'd only faced his fears and there was nothing left. There were still more speeches and assignments to be done, but now was a short time of peace. He felt his wrinkled-up speech in his pocket. At home, he would frame it to remember the day where he conquered his fear, an accomplishment framed in glass to be remembered.